0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and the Focused on Football Betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Thanks, Peter. Good to be chatting about football rather than uh, looking at the news and world events. It's a pretty grim old land at the moment, isn't it, mate?
0: Yes, yeah, you, you, like you said last week, you just can't believe it. You, you, you come out of a pandemic and then this the, the next thing, you, just, you know, it, it's, it's never ending, isn't it? War. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm hopeful, though. I, I mean, I can't believe they're just saying about these sanctions, and, and they're pretty tough sanctions, aren't they? I mean, they that's sending them back to the dark ages almost.
1: Certainly are. And, uh, you know, the last thing we want at these big sporting competitions is for, for teams not to go. But at the end of the day, I think it's the right thing that all of the. Well, so we we're just chatting before the podcast started. FIFA took the time, dragging the reels, didn't they? As yeah, it's, it's,
0: it is it, it's disgraceful. Mind you, though, as usual, I, I suppose if they did have the World you know, if, if if Russia were to get to the World Cup, all it takes is for England and Germany say to say we're not playing and then they'll soon change their minds then, wouldn't they? <laughs>
1: Exactly. They're probably just checking the receipt that they got from 2018 to make sure they didn't have to pay any <laughs> that money back. That's probably what they were doing, knowing FIFA. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Let's, uh, <clears throat> like I say, let's get on to brighter things. Let's get uh, through the uh, the weekend's card then, and we start with uh, Leicester against Leeds. Uh, on the lunchtime, uh, Leicester, they're coming off a 2-0 a, a victory away at Burnie from last night. And that's a vital win that was for Leicester, really. They were they had started to slip down. When they're minus three-quarter handicap, their record's pr- quite good. They've won seven, drawn one, lost two. Five of the seven victories come by two or more goals. Leeds, when they're plus three-quarters of handicap, one one, drawn one, lost three. Two of the three defeats were by two or more goals. They come off a very poor 4-0 a defeat at home to Spurs, and that costs Belser his job. Leeds, they've lost their last four Premier League matches. They're in some poor form at the moment. 166 matches when there's been a minus three-quarter handicap in the last five seasons. 56 times the home side have covered it fully. 40 half wins and 70 away wins. Slight value, Leicester, but I, 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 that's all I'm saying. Leeds are in it. I, I, I worry for Leeds a little bit. I do, and I can't remember, Pete,
1: the last time a manager got sacked, and given the fact that Leeds have had some pretty bad results in recent weeks, where there's been such an outpouring of love for the manager that's got sacked, I was thinking back to when Ranieri got sacked in that season after they, they won the I think it was the season after they won the league, he got sacked. And a lot of that was the dressing room had turned against Ranieri, no matter what he'd done previously, The big players in that dressing room wanted him out. And I don't see that at Leeds. So I'm not convinced that we're going to get this in inverted commas, new manager bounce for, you know, for Leeds. Because I don't think a lot of the players are happy that he's going to go. He's got a lot of them pushed on. I saw the young midfielder, the lad who plays for England. His name's escaped me. What's his name, Pete? Who's this? Well, I do play centre-midfield for Leeds, who played for England in the Euros. Oh, crikey.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his name. I know he he
1: put a very emotional tweet out about how Bielsa's turned his career around. He believed in him more than he ever believed in himself. So, yes, they'll be wanting to get the points. But I think this is a strange decision by Leeds to get rid of him. And even though they've been playing poorly and they've got bad results, maybe their position in the table is still better than what they actually are. So the, the line opened minus a half. That win last night for Leicester's taken it to minus three quarters. That, that makes me kind of want to back Leeds with a new manager. But until I see them play under somebody different to be Elsa, I'm going to leave well alone.
0: Interesting game next. Uh, Villa hosting Southampton. Southampton have been dominant in this fixture. they won the last three. Uh, Villa, uh, on the minus quarter handicap, 1-5, drawn one, lost four. So not bad results there. Can offer 2-0 victory away at Brighton. Southampton, when they're plus a quarter away from home, one three, drawn three, lost four. Can offer a 2-0 victory at home to Norwich. Southampton, they've only just won one... They've, sorry, they've lost just one of their last 10 Premier League matches. So they're very resilient. Here, uh, last five seasons, 495 matches on the Miners' quarter, goal handicap, 204 home wins, 151 half losses and 140 losses. I think the value is with Southampton here, and that's going to be one of my bets. I thought you might say that, Peter.
1: one One of the reasons why initially I was a little bit reticent about taking Southampton is that they're playing tonight. Um, I think they're kicking off or the, yeah, they kicked off a short while ago. And I was thinking, oh, well, you know, they've got a FA Cup game. Um, yeah. You know, might, might test the resources a little bit. But I tell you what, looking at the side, I've not heard of some of them that they've picked tonight. Yeah. So Hassan Hoot was clearly targeting this game. I think Shane Long's up for, for them. I thought he retired about seven years ago. Yeah. So they're clearly prioritising this game against Villa over their Cup tie tonight. They've had a really good record in this fixture. They're five points ahead of Villa in the league table. We've known over previous seasons, they don't mind playing away from home. They've drawn 11 of their 26 games this season. So if you're receiving a quarter of a goal, you know it's never bad to have a team that draws a lot of games on your side. I'm probably not going to back it, Pete, but it's definitely the side that I would lean to.
0: Uh, this uh, next game, Burnley Chelsea. Well, the the uh, the handicap has changed. It was uh, plus one. Now it's gone to plus one and a quarter. Obviously, because of Burnley's defeat uh, yesterday. Um, looking at the recent head to heads, as as you'd expect, Burnley against the better size. One draw, one lost four. When they're they're uh, a plus one and a quarter goals. One one draw, one lost eight. Four of the eight were by two or more goals. They come up with about 2-0 defeat, uh, as we said, at uh, home to Leicester yesterday. Chelsea, when they're minus one and uh, three-quarter goals... One six drawn one, sorry one and a quarter goals. One six drawn one lost three. Three of the six will buy two or more goals coming for one nil victory uh, away at Palace. Chelsea they've lost just one of their last ten Premier League matches, so they're fairly resilient. When we look at the uh, one and a quarter handicap, 163 matches, 54 times the home side have covered it. 45, uh, sorry, 54 times the the away side have covered it. Uh, 45 uh, half wins. 64 times the, the away side have, have covered it. My is suggesting some good value Burnley, but I, I just can't go with it. I, I can see them, you know, they're going to lose this by a goal.
1: You should have that on a sort of audio cut and paste for any time Burnley play a top six side, I think, Pete. And, yeah. and I tend to agree with you. Now, ch- the one thing I would say, though, is that Chelsea won the last four trips to Turf Moor. And in the last three of those games, visit they fully covered this line. So they've not got a good record in this spot against Chelsea, and they've not even really kept it close. The goal line opened two and a quarter, which is a bit strange to have a sort of minus one and a quarter and a two and a quarter goal line. Kind of suggests probably a two nil away win, which is quite interesting because if you're into those sort of correct scores... With Chelsea keeping a few clean sheets on this ground in recent seasons, the two 0 correct score, Pete, isn't the worst bet you'll ever make. And I, I don't see Burnley winning this game, mate.
0: No, no, and uh, well, I, I, thankfully, there's a, there's there's still one or two teams around them, so they you know they're not in they're not in desperate situation yet, are they?
1: No, and. and, and <laughs> It's not a good game in some ways for Sean Dyche's team because they've had a really good mini run and then suddenly they play a big team where there's no expectation and it's almost a case of, well, if we lose this one, it doesn't matter too much. So, yeah, I'm keeping well away from the ginger man's team this week.
0: Right, Newcastle-Brighton next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Newcastle not one, there's been two draws. Brighton a one, two. You know, the interesting... Had said to to that Newcastle off scratch, one two drawn three lost five, can kind offer a, a good two nil victory away at Brentford, in which you tip that up. Uh, uh so that's a, that's a good win there. Uh, Brighton away off scratch, they've got a re- reasonable record, one three drawn one lost naught coming off a three nil defeat at home to Burnley. Brighton lost their last three and not scored. Uh, when we look at this off scratch, 186 matches, 53 home wins, 66 draws, and 67 away wins. So it does tend to lead to the away side, but I don't see any value in the line.
1: Well, money's been coming for the home team, Pete. This line opened scratch with Brighton quite strong favourites at 1.88, and you could get Newcastle above even money. It's now literally, looking at Pinnacle now, very rare do you see this. Both teams are exactly Mm. 1.961. The bookies can't split them. But as you quite rightly say, Pete, Brighton have got a good record on this ground, not lost any of the four meetings of the teams and if you expand it to games down at the amex they've not lost in nine attempts against newcastle they've won four they've drawn five now you know you're going back four or so years ago the player turnover the manager turnover at both clubs very different but some some stats just carry on like that. They're just trends that, for no apparent reason, continue. The players will hear this all in the build-up in the week. The Newcastle players will hear that they've not beaten Brighton. Brighton have performed very well so far this season. They're still a top-half side. It wouldn't surprise me if Brighton emerged with a, with a point from this game. I'm not convinced I can see them winning it. But if I was going to bet this game... I think I'll probably want to keep the draw on my side and probably back it out right.
0: Similar stats next uh, Norwich Brentford and this really is a vital game. Um again scratch the lines off scratch as we said that last five seasons 186 matches 53 homes, 66 draws, 67 away. However, Brighton are priced at uh, sorry Brentford are priced at 1.80. Uh Norwich off scratch, two home wins, two draws, two away wins coming kind off a 2 a feet away at Southampton. Brentford, away off scratch, 1-0 drawn, 2 lost one coming for 2-0 def- uh, defeat at home to Newcastle. Norwich, they've lost their last three Premier League matches and Brentford, they've lost their last five away. My ratings are suggesting, now this just goes to show you how poor Norwich are, my ratings are suggesting some good value Brentford, but I I, I just can't really take it at that price. I can't I'm gonna I'm gonna oppose what your ratings said. I don't
1: know what you what you do with your ratings sometimes <laughs> you just put them in a bucket and move them around a the bit. <laughs> um, I I can't have Brentford here. They're in appalling form, and newly promoted sides when they take on each other, fifty-four percent of games end in a home win. And you're not telling me that. These two sides are any different, really, to your bog-standard, newly-promoted teams. Yes, there's seven points separating them, although Knights do have a game in hand, and if they won that game in hand, they'd only be four points behind, but as we said, <laughs> needing Knights to win a game is a bit of an ask. But Brentford are on such an awful run, and in some ways, there would be a lot of pressure going on for them into this game, there'll be even more expectation than in certain home games because oh, the, the fans will be thinking and the players will be thinking, well, it's Norwich, bottom of the table. Don't forget, Norwich beat Brentford 2-1 in West London earlier this season. Now, do I prefer Norwich plus a quarter, which I think you can get at 1.77? Probably. But I do think they'll see this as a game that, that I won't say a must-win, I would really like to win so let's just double check what the current price is yeah 2.16 so what's that a little shade above 11 to 10 i'm going to take Norwich on the draw no bet line mate uh
0: walls palace uh, next um recently it says walls one two palace of one one uh at home on the minus quarter hand, goal handicap, Wolves record reads 1-6, drawn one, lost three. And they're coming for a 1-0 defeat away at West Ham. Indeed, they lost their last two matches, but these have been away at Arsenal and West Ham. But previous to that, Wolves were looking in some decent form. Palace, when they're plus a quarter goal, 1-2, drawn three, lost five. They're coming for one old draw at home to Burnley. Now, you know, Palace, they've only lost one of their last five, but, you know, the draws are against the lower sides. You know, the the results are coming against these lower sides. Uh, 495 matches on the minus quarter goal handicap, 204 home, 151 half losses, 140 losses, tends to lean to the away side. But, you know, I I wouldn't dissuade anybody backing the home side here minus a quarter goal. I think the risk versus reward is quite good. Yeah, I really quite like them, Pete. And
1: Palace are obviously the draw specialists. Wolves are one of the teams who draw the least. They've only drawn four of the 26 games. And, you know, I I made that outlandish claim probably a couple of weeks ago now that Wolves were the fourth best team in this league and they've proceeded to lose to Arsenal and West Ham in short order and have now slipped down to eighth. Now, teams have met seven times over the last few seasons. Split the games, three wins apiece in a draw as well. I really want to back Wolves here, Pete, but the fact that I've backed them in their last two games and they've let me down kind of puts me off. I'll tell you what, though, there are worse bets than trusting them outright, though, this weekend at 11 to 8. That's mm. a pretty good price. For... Let's put it this way Wolves have only conceded 21 goals this season. You, you pretty much know that you're always going to be in the game if you back them, either minus a quarter, or even if they're losing in a game, they can probably come back and, and nick a point and you only lose half your stake. And the other thing that I, I do need to try and slap myself around the chops and remember is they didn't pick the strongest side for that game at West Ham. They left Jimenez and Pedence, or Pudence, however you say it, on the bench. And for 70 minutes, it was nil-nil, and West Ham got one, you know, 20 odd minutes to go and, and managed to hold on. So even without their strongest side, they went away to a West Ham side in the top five, kept it really tight. Now they're playing Palace on home soil. Palace aren't going to rip them apart. Yeah, I'm tempted to back them out right. But I'm probably going to stay away.
0: Right, uh, Liverpool, West Ham next. Uh, recent heads, heads. Uh, Liverpool are one four. There's been one draw. West Ham not one. We're on the minus one and a half goal handicap here. And when Liverpool are on that handicap, they've won nine, drawn not, uh, lost uh, one which six of the nine victories will buy two or more goals, coming off a very good 6 nil victory at home to Leeds. West Ham, when they're plus one and a half goals, one two, drawn one, lost seven, four of the seven defeats will buy two or more goals, coming off a one-nil victory at home to Wolves. Liverpool have been in great form. They've won their last eight home matches. When we look at uh, minus one and a half goal handicap, 147 matches, 67 home wins, 80, 80 times the away side uh, covered the handicap. My ratings are suggesting value, West Ham. I think it's a reasonable bet but I'm I'm not going to take it this this time
1: Uh, I'm struggling to see how Liverpool can be favoured by one and a half goals Pete against the West Ham side that have been brilliant this season and I look around the league table and I I see Man United in fourth spot and I think what would Liverpool be against them and then I look at Arsenal and and I say well in their form maybe they'd be like maybe minus one against them But at the end of the day, I'm looking at the goal difference here, Pete, and Liverpool have got a plus 50 goal difference, and West Ham have got a plus 8 goal difference. So if Liverpool win the game, you know, they're averaging nearly three goals a game. So can West Ham keep up with them? And when I look back a few weeks ago, I think, well, West Ham plus a half for that trip to Old Trafford. I can't, yes
0: they were yes they were
1: yeah i can't quite remember and suddenly you think well, do you, you think you're getting some really good value with west ham but then you look at the firepower that liverpool have got and the fact that they can't stop scoring goals and you wonder maybe it's not such good value after all i'll tell you what Pete, if you think west ham are going to do well in this game you're probably best off Back in a little bit of the over, and I know the over's three and the goal line set at three and a quarter, so it's quite high. But if West Ham do well in this game, you have to suppose that they're going to score at least once because, as we've seen all season, you're going to have to score goals to keep up with this clock machine.
0: Strange looking game this on Sunday lunchtime. What Watford versus Arsenal? Recent heads Watford a won one, has been one draw, Arsenal won three. Um, when plus one goal. Uh, Watford's record reads 1-3 drawn, one lost, 6. Three of the six were by two or more goals, and they're coming off a well, a very resolute 0-0 draw away at Man United. Arsenal, when they're uh, minus one goal away from home, they've won eight, drawn two, lost naught. Five of the eight victories by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a, a good 2-1 victory last minute uh, uh, at home to Wolves. I mean, this is the strange things, really. Watford—they've lost their last seven home matches, and Arsenal won their last three away matches. When we look at the, um, the the last five seasons, plus one goal, 163 matches, 54 times their home side covered the handicap, 45 pushes, and 64 the away side. So again, leaning to the away side. I'm surprised my ratings don't see any value in the line. I, I just can't see Watford not not. I can't see Watford getting anything out of this game. Arsenal don't score many goals, do they? No, and, they're, they're, and, and, in, and in fairness, you know, looking at Watford, Arsenal are not brilliant away from home, are they?
1: No, I mean, they've gone 5-2-2 two, and two under Arteta against bottom six finishing sides. And I think <coughs> where we're, we're probably all in agreement here, that's where Watford are going to finish. But all five of those victories in this spot have come in the last six games. So they are improving under Arteta in terms of putting away these poor teams when they're on their travels. Do they score enough goals for me in hostile environments to make me trust them minus one? No, and is this a lunchtime kick? It's two o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So it's a bit of a standalone game, one of those sort of strange Sunday lunchtime kickoffs where, you know, sometimes teams struggle to get going can't trust Arsenal minus one and that's not because I don't trust them to win the game Pete it's because I don't trust them to sort of extend the margin of victory I mean West Ham have scored eight more goals than them admittedly they've you know played three more games I'm just looking around the table Leicester have scored more goals than Arsenal played exactly the same amount of games and Leicester are 15 points behind Arsenal so you're probably going to see another Arteta ground-out-away victory here, Pete, rather than a hark back to the Wenger days where they used to score three and four on the travels.
0: Manchester derby next. Uh, Here's United, the big one, Peter. Here's not, the big one. Yeah, United have been fairly, well, dominant in this. they won three. There's been one draw. Not, City have won one. Um, minus one-and-a-half goal handicap. Um, Manchester City, won five, drawn two, lost three. Uh, three of the five victories by two or more goals, coming off a 1-0 victory away at Everton. Man they have only been uh, plus one and a half goals once, and that was last time at Man City, and they won the game, uh, and they come off a 0-0 draw at home to Watford. United unbeaten in eight Premier League matches. We've seen the stats before with Liverpool, 147 matches, minus one and a half goal, 67 home wins, 80 away wins. I've got to go with Manchester United here, plus one and a half. Mind you, though, the line now, though, it has, just looking at this, the line now, you you can sort of go minus one and a quarter. You can get Manchester United uh, 1.82, plus one and a half, and that's what I would suggest.
1: I think it's definitely the side you, you need to take if you want to bet this game. I don't really see any way in which you can put City forward as a, you know, is a good bet at minus one and a half. Because at the end of the day, in these derby games, it's all about getting the bragging rights in the city of Manchester. Now, I've written a, a pretty a pretty longish preview for this game, which you'll be able to read at focused on football.co.uk. So do check it out. But the main stat I want to bring people to people's attention, since the beginning of last season, Man United, for all of their faults, and for all of the, the bad things and the bad press that they're getting, they're 18, 12, and 2 away from home in the Premier League. Their two losses do concern me, though. Watford and Leicester away this season, conceded four times in both of those games. But bar those, they are 30 and 2 on this plus one and a half goal line since the beginning of last season. Now, I do outline a few tactical reasons in my preview why it would concern me to back Man United here to get anything from this game. And I do have a bet on the, on the column that is coupled into the sort of tactical issues that I think United will, will find on the day. But if you are wanting to make a wager in this game, taking United plus one and a half, You know, if this was just Team A and Team B and you just looked at the raw stats, I think you'd be all over them. I think it's the fact that it's Manchester City would be the only reason that would put you off, Pete, Am I being...
0: No, I I can't. It's it's crazy. Manchester United shouldn't be plus one and a half goals away to anybody. (laughs) Well, that's... (laughs) Have you read my preview already, Pete? No, no, um, no, well, no, I, I haven't actually read. <laughs> that's, that's
1: effectively what I've said there. And if you've got a yeah. team with Pogba, Fernandez, you know, some of Ronaldo, some of the De Gea, some of the greats, in inverted commas, of, of the Premier League, no, not even against Man City. And they won here 2 0 last season. Don't think there was a crowd then, but does it really matter? They're still going to the Etihad and getting a result. It's a big pressure game for both teams. And that's another thing as well. You know, very quietly, there's a bit of a title race going on now, isn't there?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And, you know, Man United would really like to shove it up City, to be honest, and really put a spanner in the words. Because that's that's one good thing that Rangnick can, can do to get the, the fans on board and the players can get the fans a little bit more on board with them shove it up City and and mess up a bit of their title race. Admittedly, it would give a bit of a leg up to Liverpool, which you'd take him with one hand and give him with the other. But yeah, it's United or pass for certain, mate.
0: Right, finally, Spurs against Everton. Recent head-to-head, Spurs have done well. They've won three, drawn one, lost one. It's off a minus-one goal handicap this game. Spurs, when they're minus-one goal handicap, won six, drawn two, lost two. Four of the six victories were by two or more goals, coming off a a, a 4 nil victory away at Leeds. Since then, they have lost in the FA Cup at Middlesbrough. Everton, uh, when they're plus-one goal, 1-0, one 0 drawn four lost six three of the six uh, defeats will by two more goals coming for a one nil defeat home to Man City. Everton lost seven of their last eight away matches, so they're not in great form. Two hundred forty one matches minus one goal, ninety two times the home side have covered it. Sixty three pushes, eighty six times the away side have covered it. My rate is suggesting value Everton, but but you know this is a this is a big game, isn't it? For 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 both sides, and can Everton get it? I'm not sure. Well, I'm looking
1: at this line, Peter, and I'm wondering if I wanted to be stabbed to death or shot because I can't back either team. I mean, Everton are truly dreadful away from home. They've got the worst record in the Premier League. I can't believe I'm saying this when there's Norwich in this in this division, but they've won one, drawn three, lost eight. They've only scored ten goals. Tottenham, have you seen them lately? They mm. are awful.
0: Yeah, and not a- great.
1: And I think Lampard going to take Spurs on is a little bit of a story. He's had some battles with them over the years at his various clubs. But Everton are pony away from home, Pete. They are awful. And I think, I said this a couple of weeks ago, if Everton stay up, and I tell you what, it's a bit of a concern for them because they are pretty bad. It's going to be the home form that keeps them up. So... I wouldn't really want to be back in Everton against many teams away from home. I don't think Spurs are great, but this is a Conte-led side. He'll find a way to get certain levels of performance out of players, but... Oh, Christ. This is out of all of the games, Pete, this weekend. This is probably the one I'd want to bet in least. Where over the last few years, you'd, you'd have probably jumped at back in Everton plus one here, but I just can't do it.
0: No, yeah. I, yeah it's strange. This is this. Well, this game used to end, used to be almost guaranteed a draw, didn't it? You know, a few yeah. seasons ago. But no, you're right. It, it, it's you would not be back in Everton. Everton are another team that you sort of worry about, really, aren't they? they they're, they're down there. They really are. Well, the, the, the
1: sort of side and club that you see down at the bottom of the table and you think, oh, they'll be all right. It's Everton, isn't it? And then you actually probably look a little bit through their squad and you think, if this squad, if you move that squad to Turf Moor, you suddenly wouldn't be so confident about them staying up if they were playing in yeah. and Blue for Burnley. But just because yeah. they've got Everton on the back of the shirts or front of the shirts or whatever, you do not give them a divine right to stay in the league. And I think Lampard's ability to connect with the home fans and how much he can get them to help them in the remaining seven home games will really be the key as to whether they're able to stay up because there's not many
0: worse teams than Everton in this league. No. No, that's for sure. Right, let's have a look at this then. I'm going to go Manchester United plus one and a half away at Man City. And I'm going to go Southampton plus a quarter away at Aston Villa. I'm going to take Norwich off scratch at home to Brentford. The the scaredy
1: cats amongst you may want to buy a quarter of a goal. You'll probably get Norwich about the four to five level if you want to take them plus a quarter. But I'm going to be a brave boy, Peter. I'm going to take them just over 11 yeah. to 10 off scratch at home to Brentford. And uh, And I tell you what, if Norwich win this weekend, looking at that league table suddenly gets very interesting down at the bottom.
0: Yes, and and well, yeah, they, well, I mean, if Norwich do beat Brentford, they're, they're only well, they're only four points behind with the game in hand. Yeah, I st- I, I still do feel though that that the, the three teams that came up will go down.
1: Well, I'm looking at it now, and, I, and I, I don't want to say Newcastle are out of it, but I've just got a feeling they've had a little bit of a run. The home form, the new manager, the expectation will, will keep them up. I think it might be three from six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With I, I,
1: some big names in that. Well, big names in terms of yeah. Leeds and Everton.
0: Yes. I, I, yeah. One of those looks as though they're in, it, 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 you know, it going to go to the, I think it will go to the wire. But, uh, it could
1: be, it could be the most exciting relegation running we've seen in many a year.
0: Yeah, and as we said before, you know we've got Arsenal, you know minus one goal away at Watford. Can you see them winning that game? You know, it, it's that. You know, if Watford win that, there back, you know, in with it's going to be, it's going to be exciting, isn't it? There's no question. Oh, about you're it. Gonna,
1: on that last day of the season, you need about five Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right then, we shall be back next weekend and uh, good luck with your bets this weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.